This is episode number 530 of the Health Fitness Podcast by InnerFight, brought to you in association with Smith Street Paleo. As always, please do hop over to smithstreetpaleo.com, check out all the recipes over there, meals delivered to you, jump on one of the meal delivery plans. If you live in the UAE, if you live in Dubai more specifically, hop on to Deliveroo, Uber, Talabat, they're listed all over there. You can get meals delivered directly to you pretty much right now, as long as it's within the hours of operation. If not, jump on a meal plan. Super easy, takes away all the headache of having to prepare your own food. SmithStreetPello.com is where you need to head over to. My popular demand, folks, yes, a lot of you requested this. I have with me today in three separate interviews the new coaches, the three new male coaches that we've got here in a fight. We kick off with Ricardo, then I move into Minal and round out the show with Lloyd. These guys, it was awesome to speak to them. We do about 15 minutes with each of them, digging in a little bit to their upbringing, what sport meant to them. They all take us through their first CrossFit workout. So if you guys have recently started CrossFit or recently started any form of training, and after a few minutes, felt really not too good, had to sit down. These guys will make you feel a lot better about yourself because we all had that experience. Three great guys. We kick off with Ricardo, we drop into Minal, and we round out the show with Lloyd. They're awesome guys. Hopefully you've seen them down here in a fight. If not, connect with them. Go over to the show notes and you can get all their social media. Have a chat with them. Ask them questions. They'd love to hear from you. But I really enjoyed chatting to these three and I hope you guys enjoy the show. Here we go then. As I said there, folks, you're going to hear from the three new coaches we've got here. Who better to kick it off with than the man from Italy, Ricardo. <laughs> Welcome to the show, mate. Thank you so much. I'm actually excited because I've seen a lot of podcasts and I'll be part of it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> mate, yeah. Well, let's see what you've got. Mate, start kick, it, kick us off. Where are you from? Where does this crazy accent come from? Give us a little bit of background. All right. So I'm from Ro, which is a little town just right outside Milano in Italy. Right. And uh, I've been living there pretty much my life. Um, I've been in Italy most of the time up until I was like 21, 22. Yeah. And then I started to travel. I've been up uh, north in Europe quite a while and then sometimes in London around like six, seven months. And after that, I moved to Bali in Indonesia for two years. And now it's one year in Dubai. So. Mate, I want to just, before we go more into sort of your upbringing, your story of how you got to Bali is actually quite yeah. crazy. And I remember when we first sat down, you told me. So tell, you can really steal the hearts of everyone here. Tell everyone how you got to Bali. So uh, I had absolutely no plan of going to Bali. My, my main plan was to go to Australia. So I just collect enough money that I needed to pass the border in Australia because you need to have at least like $3,000. And that's all I had at the yeah. time. So on my way to Australia, I stopped by to visit my brother in Malaysia because he was living there. And then yeah. I was like, oh, Asia is pretty cool. So uh, let's give it a go. So I just opened Google and I found the CrossFit affiliates in Bali. Yeah. And out of the blue, I just messaged two gyms that was over there. One didn't reply to me and the other one told me that they were not looking for coaches. But the tickets to go to Bali was 40 bucks. So I was like, from what Malaysia, from, from KL. Malaysia. Yeah. 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 So I was like, what can go so wrong? So I just turned <laughs> up there. Paid my membership for a week and just trained with the rest of the gym and asked the owner, like, mate, if you want to keep me here, I'll stay. Otherwise, I'm just going to go to Australia. Yeah. And uh, he was like, well, we can try you out for a week or so. And uh, that's how it started. So it started with a one-week free trial contract <laughs> to uh, like two, three months as assistant coach, turned into a head coach and then just like managing. The two years later, you moved to Dubai, mate. I think, yeah. as I said, I think that's, it. That's, a, that's an awesome story. But mate, before that, give us a little bit of background. Obviously, you're, you're quite a tall guy. You've got a background in basketball. But yeah. 
What was sport to you when you were growing up? How did you first get involved in it and what did sport mean to you? Uh, I think I was actually talking with Andre a little bit earlier. He was talking to me about Disney cartoon. I was like, mate, I think I've never seen one of them because I just grew up in a sport environment and that's what I've been doing ever since I was a kid. Uh, in my house, uh, we had like a big family house and my uncle used to be a motocross rider. So I grew up going down to my basement and see those motocross bikes over there. Right. And when I was three and a half years old, I had my first motorcycle and I started to do motocross when I was like, oh, really? real young. Yeah. Wow. Uh, with that, I was also doing swimming. My mom was taking me there, and on the weekend we were going skiing. So I've always been like real active ever since I was a kid. So I still belong to the generation of kids grew up with a ball instead of an <laughs> iPad. So uh, how do you feel about that, mate? So happy, so happy. I was a part of that. Yeah. So it all started like that up until then. I went to play some soccer, and one day my mom brought me uh, to a basketball practice. She was like, "Try this out. Maybe you'll like it." And right. I clearly did not like it my first time. Really? I hated it. Yeah. I was just like you know the shy kid just sitting on the stands for the whole time not wanting to join the others yeah that was me wow so mate that's quite different from from the way that your personality comes across <laughs> now so how, how did it go after that then how did you break it down how did things go and uh, I think like at the beginning I could be like quite shy or I used yeah. to be and then eventually like my personality grew and I grew and I'm confidence in a lot of things so she brought me back on my second practice and I decided to join the kids and then I loved it so I've been doing that for 16 years and I guess wow that builds a lot of it doesn't build your character it reveals it because yeah. like you put you into some situation or you have to make some decision from early days for me yeah. that tested me somehow so i'm really glad that i had those experiences and uh yeah like ever since i stopped to play basketball as well i couldn't stop doing some sort of sports i've done some white tie. yeah i've been outside biking and running i've been uh, like everything up until i ended up to crossfit let's go there next then how did you get into CrossFit? Also, there was quite random. So, <laughs> like everything in my life, yeah, I guess. Seems that. So, I finished to play basketball. And what I really missed was that spirit of, like, be competitive, compete one against each other, push yourself to the limit. Because I was going to a regular gym, but that was not giving me any sort of challenge. I was just going there, lift some weights, go home. But it was nothing, like, yeah. there was nothing other than that yeah so i was playing basketball with some like older friends of mine and uh he was like you should try crossfit with me and i literally asked him what is crossfit what is like, it i didn't even know what that was yeah right so he brought me in i did a workout it was like 15 calories on this uh on the rower 15 wall balls for three rounds i died really <laughs> that was the hardest <laughs> thing i've done in my life yeah but I loved it. For the first time, I was like, oh, I'm competing again. I'm doing something against someone else. I'm making myself better. It's hard. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So I started from there in Italy, and uh, it just kicked in. Like, yeah. I just loved it. I couldn't stay away from it. So When did you, when did you sort of, okay, so you get in, and, and, and you enjoy the workout. It's hard. The atmosphere is probably a little bit very different to what you've been doing, although quite there's a lot of similar characteristics. When did you sort of decide okay, actually, I really like this enough to try and coach people and to sort of see if I can make a career from it. Um, it all started, so when I, do, when I did CrossFit, it was a time that I was working. So I was yep. working in finance. I was like a suit and tie guy for the whole wow. day. So you, <laughs> wow. you would never see me there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, I, w I just finished my training and my coach back then, which is still my coach and my best friend, he was like, you're going to coach the next class. And I was like, what? I was like, you're going to coach the next oh, class. Really? I was like, mate, I've never coached in my life. Was this like, was in Italy? Yeah. Wow. It was like, you're going to try now. I was like, all right. I was like, what, can I try tomorrow? I was like, not now. 
So oh, it was like, wow. oh, all right. So yeah, just finished my training, put a new T-shirt on, and yeah. went on and coached my first class. And I loved it. Like first few minutes was freaking out because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and of course, he was in the corner, like helping me out and everything. Yeah, and yeah. Um, he was like, okay, come back tomorrow. I'll let you coach another few classes with me. Oh really? And it kicked in like that until I was like, man, I actually enjoy this. I how long did it take before you sort of started feeling comfortable, started to enjoy it? I think, uh, like, luckily, uh, I started coaching in a gym where I already knew the people. So I think the, the, the major step for me was make sure that these guys were not seeing me anymore just as a friend, yeah. but more as a coach as well. So I need to build my credibility a little for bit. sure, yeah. So I tried to do the things right. I was making sure that when they come to the work and then I was coaching them, I was serious and I was doing my thing right. And yeah. then they could see me as a friend again after the class. Right. So, it's pretty important, that relationship uh, between, especially when you're coaching people you know. Exactly, because, like, you you want them to take you seriously. Yeah. Uh, you don't impose that to anyone. You need to behave in a way that people take that. Like you yeah. can't say, okay, now you listen to me as a coach. You need to behave in a way to see you as a coach. So yeah. And you have to almost, you have to earn that respect, don't you? You have Absolutely. to, like it takes a little bit of time. So. so for me, like I really was paying attention to whatever they were doing. Just try to actually go there and coach them and not just be there cheerleading them and be like, you know, the funny guys being in the room. Yeah. I want to like, okay, I want to coach you guys. I want you to, to see me as your coach in this hour. Yeah. So, like being in front of people became comfortable because like you know coming from basketball you play in front of a thousand people like the for beginning sure, can yeah. be scary but then you get used to it so for me standing in front of 15 people was not the big challenge yeah was to make sure that they would see me as a coach as it is coming in an environment like that you know like good coaches and then you come in yeah. and you want people to like respect you the way they respect the others yeah of course it's uh i think that's one of the biggest things obviously through coaching mate is is making sure you get that respect from from the people so that you can actually command a decent class which the way you started out if you're just a member going into it it's that's the big it's a huge challenge right i know but uh it is but it's exciting at the same time like yeah. i think that's been one of the things in my life every time i felt i was good at something or i was not challenged anymore i got yeah. bored so yeah. bored like straight away so for yeah. me like keep on moving on things that keeps me challenged all the time yeah is what keeps me alive like you have something that every day you feel like you know that little bit of tension before you do something? Like yeah. it's the one that actually makes you, okay, I'm ready for this. Yeah. So I think you need to have that feeling all the time because if you lose that feeling, like what are you doing it for? And is that why you ended up leaving Bali and, and moving to the UAE, just trying to look for the next thing or for something, that, something more that challenges you? Absolutely. Like honestly, in Bali, I was living my dream life. I had yeah. my house, I, like time was great. I was the coach in the, one of the nicest gym around there. Yeah. I could have stayed as long as I wanted to, but I, I felt I was getting comfortable. Right. And I don't like that at all. Yeah, so I was right. like, okay, what's something that is going to push me to be uncomfortable? I was like, try to go into an environment where you're the newest guy, the one with least experience, and then try yeah. to see if you can step up to that level. Yeah. So that's why I was like, it, Bali was great for me because it gave me a lot of hours of coaching. I met so many people so I could experience a lot of different things and yeah. a lot of different coaching styles. I guess the, 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 the population, the people in the class is quite transient. Like it's constantly new. Oh. So it makes coaching a massive challenge yeah because every day you get someone dropping in that has yeah. never done anything before but at the same wow. time you have members that they want to progress on something so right. on one hand you have someone that has never done a single air squats and on the other hand you have someone that want to progress a ring muscle up folks that is the one of the hardest things as a coach to have that that big and i mean we we have it here at in a fight as well we've got 20 people in the class you know we we know that not everyone is going to be elite but that's really where a good coach separates himself from a pretty shit one really right yeah <laughs> i think yeah 
So like everyone at the end of the day, they pay the same money to be in the class. So they want the same attention and they want to progress the same way. So you should be able to give both of the two clients the same experience. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter their level. The thing that makes it some something easier, maybe at the inner fight, is the fact that you have people coming in all every day. So yeah. if someone yeah. is new, you see him the first day, the second, the third, the fourth, and then he's going to be with you for, for, for like for, for months or yeah. years. Yeah. While the, the hardest part in Bali was to have someone come in today and he's new, and then yeah. tomorrow is another one, yeah. and then he's another one. So yeah. you don't really know any yeah, of them. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. So, but it's great. It's great. Like it really challenges you on like make sure that everyone get a good experience. Mate, talking about coaching, if you, and this wasn't in the notes that I sent to you, but if you, if we asked five of your members that have been with you for a long time or clients that have been with you for a long time, what sort of coach are you? What would they say about you? I think uh, uh, they would say that I'm like personal in a way because like one of the things that I like the most is like click with people or connect with people. Like I don't yeah. just want to throw CrossFit in people throw like just do CrossFit. Like, yeah. I want to understand why at the gym. I want to understand how much effort you want to put in and why you want to put in that effort or yeah. like where you want to go. So for me, it really comes down, like, I usually know every members, like, I know every name, what they do in their life, how, what they do in their job. Like, it's it's really, a, I like to create that sort of familiar environment where they comes in and don't they just see me as, like, the tall tattoo guy that's going to coach me for an hour. <laughs> yeah. But, like, someone that actually cares about. So nice. I think the thing for me is that I'm really, the emotional intelligence we've been talking yeah. now, just yeah. trying to coach the coaches. <laughs> yeah. I think that's one of my strengths. And if you ask to people, probably that's what they will ask you, like that I know all about them. Yeah. They know all about me. Very cool. Um, so we can, like, there's a good chemistry between me and my clients most of the time. Very cool. Mate, talking about competing in CrossFit, obviously what we've seen in, in, in the last almost 10 years now is that good coaches are good athletes or vi not vice versa. But we often see coaches getting into coaching because they want to become athletes. And then we see what we've, come to know as top level athletes just sort of trying to make a buck coaching you're quite different in that you care about people but you still have athletic goals you're still you know you're training at the moment a lot with bars to help her for the games where how do you focus your training because i remember when we first sat down you're like you know i don't i'm not really that bothered to go on the top level of this sport I like it, you know, and, and, and you're incredibly good at it. So how do you focus your training? How do you motivate yourself to, to keep training? And sort of where are you going to take that? So the easy part for me is that I've always enjoyed the training kind of more than I've always enjoyed the competing part. So right. wow. I've always liked to put the work. So it's never been hard for me. Like it's never been hard to like sacrifice going out with my friends because I had practice the day after because I've yeah. always enjoyed the practice time. Right. And same here with boss. Like for me, honestly, get my ass kicked on a daily basis. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I do enjoy the training. So yeah. like, you know, I had some fitness goals, but now coming into this environment, they're changing completely because yeah. like it's, the level is going higher and higher and higher. Yeah, so right. I don't want to put a limit on myself for what I can or cannot do. Yeah. Honestly, like training with someone like Boz push you to give your best every single For day. Sure. The volume has increased, the quality has increased, <laughs> the intensity How's has your increased. body feel? Uh, Next question. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, like when you train like that yeah. and you see that you're starting to be capable of things that you didn't thought you could or Absolutely, like things are mate. progressing way faster than you thought. It's like, okay, why should I stop then? Or why yeah. if I keep on going like that, yeah. like I don't want to set myself on the limits. Of course, I'm going to try like different events on the next year and things like that. Yeah. And uh, I just enjoy training a training. lot. Very so cool. Mate, that's, uh, that's very cool.
before we, we've, we've got a little time limit because we're going to fit, as I said at the start, we're going to fit everyone in in one show. So before we wrap up with you, mate, ask this question to a lot of podcast guests. If you, you've obviously learned a lot along the way in, in this short journey that you've had. What would be your one piece of advice that you just give to everyone that you think wraps up everything? Invest on yourself. Like, if you want to be good, if you want to be professional, invest time on yourself, on your yeah. education, make yourself the best version you can be, and uh, just work hard. Like, there's, yeah. no, there's no shortcuts. Yeah. And uh, one last thing is that try to find something that you're really passionate about. Like, yeah. that really changed your life. Like, today I was talking with someone. I woke up like 4, 15 to come to work, and yeah. it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. If I think to any other job and I have to wake up at 4, 15, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. But I often think that about this job, and, like, you probably still, you know, you might, okay, well, we sometimes have time off in the day or hours where we don't have actual coaching to do, but then there's something to think about. There's always a client to send a message. There's an Instagram post to make, and you might be here at 6.30, 7 o'clock tonight as well. Yeah, like if you ask my friends, they think that I just live at the beach most of the time, but yeah. that's not true because <laughs> I did think our oh, fitness coach, you work two hours a day, but yeah. then there's a lot of other work behind, you know, like your online programming and yeah, then call absolutely. the call clients and do all your thing. But yeah. if you like it, like when it's really work, like for me, I come in the gym at 6, 7 in the morning, live at 8, 9 at night now yeah. with Ramadan. Like, when am I working? When am I chilling? And when am I training? Like, yeah, you no know, it's a lines. good melting. So, yeah. like, if you do enjoy, if you find something that you're passionate about, like, your life is definitely going to change. So, absolutely. if you're into fitness, into finance, into whatever you are into it, yeah, find something you're passionate about and make sure you can be the best version of yourself in that thing because that's just really going to change your life. Awesome. Ricardo, welcome to In A Fight, mate. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Super interesting. And, mate, we wish you the very best. Appreciate that. Thanks oh. for having me. <laughs> awesome. Here we go then with the second new coach. This guy lo actually looks a little bit more nervous than Ricardo yeah. did. Ricardo was very chilled out. Uh, but, Minhal, mate, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Mate, uh, you're not a stranger. Yeah. We've known each other for... Going, mate, almost mate. seven, eight, nine years. Yeah, but if we're going back, we're going back to the days of, uh, if I can mention, Evolve. Yeah, yeah. 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 On, on the rooftop. On the rooftop. On the rooftop. So you're almost, you are almost an inner fight OG, mate. Uh, you yeah. sort of, um, <laughs> I, would, I would like to consider myself so. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Mate, let's kick things off by learning a little bit more about you, okay. where you're from, where you grew up. Tell yeah. us what's going okay. on. Okay, so uh, my parents come from India. Uh, they moved to the UAE in the early 70s. So I was born in uh, born in Dubai, in Al Wasl Hospital, which I think was uh, wow. one, yeah. of the, one of the one or one or two hospitals that was there in Dubai at that time. Um, yeah, and that, I mean, uh, born in Dubai, grew up in Dubai. Um, I think, like many people who have grown up in the beginnings of Dubai, um, I had a very special type of lifestyle. Um, you know, everything was sort of handed down to me on a plate. <laughs> um, I never had to work uh, much for myself. You yeah. Know? I mean, my dad was there working, working his ass off every day. Really. Sort of giving us, uh, giving us the life that we sort of wanted. You know? Wow. Yeah. Which is obviously nice to have. Yeah. Um, I, I live with my grandparents as well, who, who are pretty, pretty uh, religious um, people. So yeah. I, so I had that sort of aspect to to my life as well. You know, even though being a bit spoiled through my parents. Um, I was put in, uh, put in, uh, put in line by my, <laughs> by my grandparents. Yeah. So, so you lived with them when you were growing up? While I was growing up, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of discipline. Uh, a lot of discipline, um, obviously, because they're quite traditional. Yeah. Um, and living in Dubai, going to an international school, 
you learn uh, you learn you know you learn sort of different ways yeah you, right yeah, yeah. Um, and so then learning that bringing it back home you know there was a there was a bit of mix uh, yeah it's always tough mate obviously yeah. growing up here myself as well yeah. and oh, I, yeah, yeah. I remember when I got sent over sent off to boarding school and yeah. I got told later the reason why which we <laughs> won't go into on this okay. show <laughs> but mate give us a little bit of background on your first sort of encounter with sport yeah. as a kid because in Dubai in those days there yeah. wasn't a lot so yeah. what was sport to you what are your early memories yeah. of sport um, so uh, throughout primary school um, I, I used to play football um, in school after school during school um, I was in the football team growing up um, but I think I mean that was more of a social event for me I think my parents have been put me in there just to keep me busy um, at that time um, my first I mean, my first true memory, I think, there, there, I mean, there, there, was a, um, there was a brother and sister in my, in my grade who were just incredibly good at swimming, um, you know, and they're, they're, on their physical looks, they just had these big, broad shoulders. And I remember I was always in awe of them, thinking, wow, these guys are good at swimming because they're built for it. You know, I'm not, yeah. built, I'm not built for this stuff, so I'm not going to bother to do it. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so, but was that... So did it put you off? Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know where, where that thought came from. It was just like thinking, okay, so see, I, I'm not built that way. So yeah. I, I'm not genetically made to swim. So I'm not going to bother to swim right. like these guys were, you know. So how did you turn it around? Um, uh, mate, that, that's, that's going a little later on. Um, yeah. I mean, I started going to the gym. Um, how old were you when you first went to a gym? I think I was about uh, 15. Yeah. Yeah, just a group of friends going to a gym. Uh, quite a famous gym in Dubai, actually. You might have Nashwan. No, well, Al Racy Gym. Al Racy yeah, Gym. Yeah, one of the old, yeah, oldest yeah, gyms yeah. in Dubai. Yeah. Um, just started uh, doing doing what we thought was bodybuilding. Yeah. Um, just a, a few reps, bench press here and there. You know. Did you, mate? At that age, like I think, I know my early gym memories yeah. are are so clear, and I know what it was all about. Yeah. What was gym to you at that time? How did it feel? Now, gym to me at that time was just like looking in front of the mirror, yeah, pumping some weights, <laughs> yeah. going. Once, once we were done, we'd go outside, uh, have a have a pack of cigarettes. You know, really, that's, that's what it was like growing up for me. Really, you know, um, not the best yeah. of lifestyles growing up. Yeah, um, it's just the way it was. It's just the way it was. Yeah. So, <laughs> when did the change come around, then, mate? Like, how did things transpire from there? Uh, See, so yeah, I, I think w what changed my lifestyle, uh, if we're going to go we'll fast forward a few more years yeah. of living unhealthily, um, once, once I got, once I, uh, actually, uh, let's go back to bodybuilding. So yeah. I, I, doing my bodybuilding things um, later on, Instagram comes out, yeah. you know, and what happens on Instagram, everyone posts their pictures, right? Yeah. Hashtags come out later, yeah. somehow I stumbled upon um, uh, Dubai Fitness, or I think I even came up across... Um, um, a hashtag like uh, functional training or something, and somehow right. it popped up. Uh, one of you guys training at uh, at Evolved. Yeah, right. So I clicked on that. So well done on the hashtags. <laughs> you know, hashtags it, were working. It worked back, right back, back then. then. Yeah, yeah. Um, I called the number that was attached. Um, this guy answers with a heavy Russian accent. Yeah. He's like, "Hi, my name is Martin. Yeah. Um, what can I do for you?" I said, "Look, I've seen uh, what you guys are doing. I think it's really cool." Yeah. Um, how do I get on? So he's like, look, uh, tomorrow there's this slot available. Come check us out. See what we're doing here. Yeah, right. And so that's uh, that's when I started um, a different type of training. Yeah, more right? fu more functional. More functional type of training. What what made you what made you want to make that call, mate? What was it about functional training that you yeah. sort of thought, yeah, this this looks all yeah. right? Yeah, mate. On the pictures, it just looked like uh, some really cool stuff going on. 
Yeah. You know, th things I've never ever done before. So I just wanted to see, hey, man, this, this looks so cool. I want to try it. I want to see if I can do it. And how was it? My first ever session? Yeah. I don't know if I want to talk about that. <laughs> Come on, mate. You'll inspire many right. people. <laughs> people are listening. Are, yeah. they, they know that their first session, or maybe they're thinking yeah. about a first session. So to hear yeah. it from a coach now. Okay. So, so coming from a sort of bodybuilding background, um, I came in thinking, okay, I could do everything. So uh, Martin, I remember, he, he got me doing some back squats first, which I thought were fine. And then he told me, right, go over there, and you're going to lunge to me. So I started lunging halfway through the lunges. I think I was only seven meters through the lunge. I stopped. I started to feel sick. And I said, Martin, I need to go home. <laughs> really? What yeah. did he say? Yeah. Hey, he's like, go to the bathroom, wash your face and come back. I tried that and I was like, no, <laughs> I need to go home. So it's like, okay, go home, come back tomorrow. Isn't it brilliant? Mate, the next day we started off, uh, I remember very clearly because yeah. I was, it was a shock to me. Yeah, uh, right. He's like, so there was a dumbbell on the floor. He's like, right, you're going to pick up the dumbbell, take it overhead. Uh, dumbbell snatch. Yeah. He's like, you're going to do 30. I got to about 10, same thing happened, started to feel sick. I said, Martha, I need to go home again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, two days in a row. Two days in a row. Uh, <laughs> man, uh, it, the first day as well. I think he was it, he was only doing an assessment on my on my movement pattern. Yeah, I couldn't even take that. You know, coming from uh, what I thought was being fit by going by going to the gym. Incredible, you know? mate. Yeah. Incredible. So that's the that's the sort of baptism of fire, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, mate. It's it's funny, and, and and for those of you that are listening, don't worry. That still happens now. I had a girl that came uh, in yesterday, and she didn't quite make it through the warm up. Doesn't make her a bad person. It's just where she is on that journey. Yeah. But mate, that obviously gave you a lot of motivation to sort of pursue this yeah. thing called CrossFit. When did you sort of think that this could be something you could do or you wanted to do for, for a living? Yeah. So um, the more I did it, obviously back then I was back and forth between Dubai and England because of uh, my university and work. Yeah. Um, once I was in England, I joined a CrossFit gym, you know, yeah. just um, doing classes hour, you know, day by day. Uh, I was getting better um, physically, mentally. Like it, it changed my life. Changed my lifestyle around almost 180 degrees. Yeah, I mean, yeah. mate, that's something that we hear a lot in CrossFit. Yeah. It seems to change more people's lives yeah. than sort of a regular gym does, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Why? Why do you think that is? See, I, I think CrossFit is it's not just a not just a way of working out. It's more of a lifestyle. Where you're, uh, where you work hard, you know, you push outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, you eat well. You learn to sort of sleep well. You learn to change your habits that make you better, make you a better human being. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, isn't it? It's funny how, like I say, CrossFit has done it, but the conventional gym doesn't yeah. really do it. It's, uh, yeah. No, it's I mean, not at all. See, the conventional gym, I would go in, like I'd remember going in by myself. Um, doing a few things here and there, walking out, feeling exactly the same, you know. Yeah. Um, not much of a change. Um, just the fact that I can say, oh, I've just been to the gym. But, I mean, there, there was no mental change going on in my head. Yeah. You know? I think that's, that's, that's one of the biggest things that I've seen, obviously, in CrossFit, mate. Like, people just change in so many different ways. You, a lot of people say it's the community, the yeah. workouts, all kinds of different stuff. Mate, one thing I want to jump into yeah. is... You're a family man. Oh, yeah. You have yeah. a number of children <laughs> that we know about, so, four. Mate, talk us through that because you're, st you're still quite yeah. young. Uh -huh. And obviously, one. I remember I was having a conversation one day, you know, about how you just, I think it was when you were doing the internship, uh -huh. about how you just want to, you want to be a fit dad. Yeah. You want to show an example oh, yeah. for, for the kids. So talk us through that a little bit. Yeah. 
look, this, this again just springs out of the fact that how, I mean, how unhealthy I was, not even realizing how un unhealthy I was until I started sort of training with CrossFit methods. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so it's how it started off. So me and my wife at school, uh, you know, we started we started going out grade seven, yeah. which is uh, a while back. You know, <laughs> um, comes to, comes to grade twelve when we both finished school, uh, we're deciding all right what we're gonna do next, where we're gonna go for university, um, and we both decided to go to the northeast of England because we had some uh, connections there. Yeah. So we thought, right, let's go there, um, and uh, as it happens, just uh, family came next. Yeah. You know. There was one, and there was two, three, and four. <laughs> just uh, haven't stopped. Yeah, it just didn't stop. And then uh, uh, at the same same time, I was, uh, I, I was I was getting into CrossFit with my like with my first child. Yeah. Um, and all these lifestyle changes were happening, and I was like, for me, I just wanted to get get better and better every day. And um, for me to show my kids that, it was just uh, something I felt I wanted to do. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. It's. Uh, I yeah. mean, it's great, and it's great to see them, especially the the. You two oldest boys oh, yeah. grow up now, and you see just yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it's wild. I've still got quite a lot of the photos of, yeah. of what, you know a few years ago when he started doing CrossFit with yeah. us. And mate, you're, you're a great example. Uh -huh. Mate, let's talk a little bit about your coaching. Obviously, you spent the two years prior to starting with us here yeah. in a fight at Platform Gym. Yeah, you've worked tirelessly over there. It was a new gym. Yeah. Talk us through a little bit about your coaching journey so far. I think that's important for people to hear. Yeah, so my coaching journey started at uh, after the internship here, where where, where I learned a lot. Gave, yeah, I mean, it gave me the tools that I needed, obviously, to go on sort of run that gym by myself. Yeah. Um, started there, brand new gym. Um, started with zero mem zero members. I even remember going in saying, right, this is the spot we're gonna choose. Um, this is everything we need. That's it. Let's get the show running. Yeah. Uh, day one comes, we're opening the gym. Right, we gotta, you know. Um, set up our sort of scheduling, set up our classes, um, sort of decide on kind of the kind of people we want through the door, how we're going to run the gym. A um, few, few, few weeks, few months down, uh, down the lane, um, yeah. classes, are, classes are running fine. You know, we're trying to, what I was trying to do mostly was trying to just build, build the sort of community, get the guys in, just get them moving. Once they get moving, you know, they sort of self-realize, like, like look, yeah. look this, this is what we need to do. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and they started to realize, mate, you built something there yeah. that's, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. For, for people that haven't seen it, yeah. you built yeah. something. It's, it's easy to say, yeah, we went in and we saw this place and we ordered the equipment and yeah. then we started and we started to build community. But yeah. to make it come to life is something, oh, it's yeah. a little bit different, huh? Yeah, yeah. no, man. Like uh, Some of the guys that were there were just like, like they will come in not just for the class they will come in and hang out uh, yeah. a few hours before hang out for a while do their own stretches do their own workouts maybe do the class with us hang out afterwards as well it was just it was, it was about them coming to this place and just sort of feeling comfortable amazing you know? mate well yeah. i think what you did and i keep telling you is is absolutely incredible yeah. what you've also done in that time mate is you've also developed yourself oh, yeah. as a yeah. as a crossfit athlete you're yeah. very close oh, yeah. to making the games this oh, yeah. year what how do you mix your coaching and yeah. your athletic goals because i think that's a, as we've seen yeah. a lot of people yeah. have really screwed that up so yeah. how do how do you mix the two mate i mean look it's pretty easy look your your um, your coaching goals you know the you know the number of hours you ha you're there to coach your classes. Uh, you know the number of hours you're there to help your people. So you set those aside and say, right, these these hours are dedicated to making these guys better. Right. Right. You get that done. Rem remaining of the hours is when you, you work on yourself. Yeah. Right. You know? that, that's when. Uh, Why that's do when some people find it so hard to balance, though, mate? 
Hey, it's, I, th I think it's all about balancing. Um, yeah. You know, I think what helps me is the fact that I've had four kids from an early age. Yeah. It sort of showed me how I can sort of balance things um, to, uh, to help me. Yeah, right. You know. yeah. yeah. Well, mate, you, <laughs> yeah. you do, you do a, a really good job. Yeah. You were very close, as I said there, you were very close to making the CrossFit Games yes. this year. Yeah. That obviously has to give you quite a decent thirst for next year, oh, mate. Yeah, Where's it, your head I at on that? I think it's fuel the fire. Really? Know? Like, There's a term called leaderboarding when the Open comes up, yeah. which is when you're constantly looking at the leaderboard. Yeah. Um, and I, I haven't experienced what that means until this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, just uh, being so close, knowing that, I, right, there's a, there's a big chance I can do it. Yeah. It's just, it's just driven me so much more. So you're excited about oh, the yeah, Open coming very, up? Very much. September? Sept uh, October. October. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, we're going to be keeping a close eye on that. Yeah. Mate, we're almost out of time, but before, yeah. before we wrap up, I want to ask you, you've obviously learned a lot along the way yeah. <laughs> with your background, with yeah. four kids, with the whole journey that you've had. Yeah. If you could wrap it up in one piece of advice yeah. that you can leave people with, what yeah. would that bit of advice be? See, coming from my own experience again, this like what I, would, what I tell people already is to move more for a better life. Right. You know, like some of my friends say, oh, how come, uh, how, how do I, how do I become like you, for example? I say, man, just wake up in the morning. If you want to go for a run, go for a run. If you can't go for a run, come, come into a class, come into one of our classes, do a, do a 60 minute group class. If you can't go, if you can't do that, go out for a walk, do yeah. something that g gives your, g lets your body move um, in a way. Yeah physically you know i think that's yeah. very important man. i think that's yeah. one of the reasons why people are in so much trouble these days because yeah. they're just not moving lack of movement you know once you move as well you, your, your body automatically gets energized you know once you feel that energy man it can drive you to do anything you want in life absolutely yeah minal mate we're excited to have you here yeah. we're looking forward to what you bring you've already made a massive impact yeah. mate so that's thanks for being with us and thanks for sharing the story i'm uh, I'm, I'm super excited to be here and um just give everything i've got Awesome. Yeah. Thanks a lot, mate. Thank you. And the third and final coach, new male coach that we've got. We've just managed to figure out how to put the headphones on him. He's now got the mic in his hand. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Lloyd, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. You? Mate, <laughs> very good. Thank you. <laughs> no, I've you, got the mic to my mouth. You've got a mic. Keep it nice and close so we can All hear right, you. Cool. Mate, you just told us one thing there, that someone, people have been actually calling the gym and asking where you're from. Well, it wasn't a call, but it was an Instagram message asking <laughs> where in Shire am I from. So they wanted to know where whereabouts in England I was from. But yeah, mate, I think they love the accent. They love the accent. Share, <laughs> us, share it with us, mate. Whereabouts in the UK are you from to come with an accent like that? So I am from Lancashire. Yeah. Uh, northern part of the UK. Um, preferably now profound as uh, this Lancashire accent here. Yeah. For those that don't know, where I'm from in the UK, Yorkshire and Lancashire once had a very big war. So for us to sit here and do this show <laughs> shows that we're quite forward thinking. Mate, give us a little bit of background. Brought up over there in Lancashire. Tell us tell us a little bit about your upbringing, yeah, what mate. life was like. Uh, brought up in Preston, a little, uh, little village called Bamber Bridge. Um, when I was growing up, it wasn't the, the nicest of villages. Yeah. Um, I did. I think I did pretty well trying to stay away from kind of like the bad group of people. Yeah. Uh, always kind of had like a older head on me right. growing up. Um, so I knew what was good for me, staying away from those uh, people that was bad for me. So I think I did pretty well with that kind of thing. Yeah. What sort of stuff, mate? Talk, talk us through that because a lot of people, 
not a lot of people that listen to the show, but a lot of people, it's quite easy growing up these days for, for a lot of people. There's not much hardship. We, we grow up, especially here in Dubai, mm-hmm. in quite nice areas. I just spoke to Minal before. He grew up in down in uh, in Mankul area, which is not too rough at all. But mm-hmm. what, what challenges did you face, mate? Oh, mate, um, walking home, like walking home at the weekend, for example, I knew which roads or which corners to avoid. Really? So it would be taking detours just to avoid those kind of corners that people would be stood on. Really? Just to avoid the the conflict you get from those people on the on the corners. So wow. yeah. Uh, what do you I think? I kind of knew who they were. Yeah. Uh, they'd go to the school, be in the same sort of age group, but um, yeah, come the weekend they just t- tend to be a different kind of person. Really? Uh, and if you'd walk behind your own, they'd probably say a few things and really? things would escalate. So yeah. Always took the back route and got home pretty safe, <laughs> which was good. So, what was it like at school then, mate? If, if you if you're experiencing sort of that, this mic is making a funny noise. We're all good. What was it like at school then for you in in the early days of school? What was sport to you? How did you get into mm-hmm. sport? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, school school was different than actually back home on the streets. So, yeah. in school, I was I'd say I was quite popular. Right. Um, I had a good group of friends yeah um and i'd always kind of stay with those so i kind of stay with the people who would play a lot of sports so it was a lot of football in the uh in the playground or in the cages that we used to call them yeah uh, so it was a lot of football growing up at school uh, i used to get involved all i could in in within uh, the pe yeah um i liked a bit of badminton as well growing up really so I, yeah i tend to uh be i don't a think we've had anyone on the badminton uh, really i love yeah. badminton yeah, i love it I, Really? Yes. Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm we not used to always have the top court and bottom court. I used to start at the bottom, work your way up, and I used to always be near the top court with yeah. uh, a guy who used to be really handy with a bat called Andrew Murray. It wasn't the Andrew Murray that we know of tennis, but right. this other Andrew Murray was really good with the badminton bat and the tennis bat. So it used Hilarious. to be always be me and him up there playing badminton. And then kind of like out of school, it was a lot of jiu-jitsu as well. Right. Uh, which they're my first sort of memories doing sport, jiu-jitsu and uh, football. Who was influential in your life, mate, when, when, when you were growing up? Did you have role models? Were they football stars? Mm-hmm. Who, who did you sort of look up to when it came to sport and motivation? Yeah, for me, I, think, I don't think it was such a, like a superstar. Yeah. I think it was more people that was involved with my journey and what I was doing. So right. uh, my football coaches, uh, my mum, obviously. My, yeah. I mean, my mum was a single mum. She brought me up all along. So wow. my mum's pretty cool, pretty laid back. Yeah. She's an awesome person. Um, yeah, my coaches, my jiu-jitsu coach. Uh, back at the time, he's, he was like 10 years older than me. Right. We're still pretty good friends now. Really? Uh, I used to work for him part-time, so I used to do the jiu-jitsu when I was younger in his class. Wow. Then I used to start helping him, going to schools and delivering jiu-jitsu sessions for him and with him. Right. And then from that, we did more corporate stuff like teaching the self-defense and the restraint courses. Yeah. So this is the same guy wow. that uh, started teaching me jiu-jitsu early years. How old were you when you started jiu-jitsu? Mate, I must have been about five or six. Really? Yeah, it was a Saturday afternoon. My mum just used to tap me there whether I liked it or not. Just get you out of her yeah, way. Yeah, Saturday afternoon she'd go and do her thing. I'd yeah. be there for a couple of hours. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be pretty sweet. I mean, first couple of months I didn't really want to go, but I started to enjoy it. Yeah, Met right. some friends. And like I said, the guy used to teach me. We're still pretty good friends now. I used to work for him part-time before coming over here. Yeah, right. So, yeah, just normal people that actually helped me grow up in life. It's interesting, isn't it? Because a lot of a lot of people, if you ask that question to a lot of people, you get mm-hmm. it's it's quite a rare answer that that you've given. I'm I'm quite I'm quite the same, mate. Like I don't I didn't look up to many sports stars. Like yeah. I remember all the teachers. I remember my dad and, yeah. and his his role he had. So yeah. it's quite I, d- I think it's quite unique the way that you sort of Definitely. describe that. It's good that you mentioned like teachers. Like yeah. teachers are actually 
helped me, I remember. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It? Actually sat me down and spoke to me and actually helped me. Yeah. I remember those teachers. Yeah. And that's the kind of role that I want to have in people's life at the minute, right, with coaching. Yeah. Actually helping people. Yeah. Making the effort and caring about people. And I think when people actually think about you as yeah. being that person yeah man, that's awesome it's, yeah, it's, it's super sweet. good yeah mate do you still do, i want to carry on a little bit on the jiu-jitsu side mm -hmm. are you still are you still involved in jiu-jitsu do you I'm still not. play practice i don't mate i think it was when i it was obviously i was dead young i think it's yeah. kind of like a money-making thing for <laughs> <laughs> man, man, the, i mean obviously the person who's now a friend of mine yeah he used to make money from it and i yeah. think jiu-jitsu and it's big over here but in yeah, england it was huge. just kind of like a, a money-making thing right and, Maybe. And I know I know about two or three moves right now, and that's about it. Uh, Everything else I forgot. I, you know, I worked up to a junior black belt, but so I'm still safe to abuse you. And I do know self self defense and restraint uh, a lot more, so yeah, you still gotta okay. be careful. We'll, <laughs> we'll keep it. We'll keep it casual, mate. Talk to us about your first sort of experience in the gym. Mm -hmm. What what was that like? Uh, well, in a CrossFit gym. Either. Um, I first started memories off, of being yeah, in the gym. Uh, Virgin Active. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I got dragged to Virgin Active. Um, Pretending I knew what I was doing, a lot of bench pressing when really? I was maybe 15, 16. Awesome, huh? Yeah. Um, nothing like to what training is now. Yeah. I uh, spent a lot of time in Virgin Active and then met when CrossFit come about, um, I wanted to do a Tough Mudder race. Right. So big race in England, obviously Tough Mudder, this OCR that's going on at the minute. Yeah. Um, and I really wanted to get fit for a Tough Mudder and do really well for that. Right. And I'd seen this CrossFit gym, so I went over to the CrossFit gym to get fit for the Tough Mudder. Interesting, yeah. yeah. Uh, the CrossFit gym actually had like a sp specific program for Tough Mudder. Wow. So I cool. signed on to that. Right. And that's how CrossFit come about. Which CrossFit gym did you go to? It was uh, CrossFit Leyland. Right. Uh, back in uh, back in Preston. And what was it like, mate? First time, I, I'm always interested to hear from people like the mm. first time they walked into a CrossFit gym. Yeah, yeah. What did you feel like? What, what was it like? Uh, I walked in, first of all, thinking I was pretty fit. Yeah. I played a lot of football back then. Right. Uh, I think it was a... Saturday morning or a Sunday morning, my taster session was. Right. And uh, I think I'd had a few drinks the night before. <laughs> and I turned up for my taster session, mate. And my God, it was a seven-minute workout. And I was sat down on a box for three and a half minutes of those. Really? Yeah. The coaches did not know I was going to be turning up again. I literally did not know. I was I was doing war balls. Yeah. And then I just felt my body just like giving. Really? Know, like battery level, like, you know, on like a PlayStation game. My battery level just go just down and down. down. And that's what it felt like. My body just stopped. Yeah. I had to sit on a box and I was sat there for a good 20 minutes afterwards. <laughs> so yeah. what, how did that I was hooked. finish? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, so how did that session finish up? And how do you end up going back, mate? Yeah. Because I, I think this is something that everyone's going through, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I think, I think I'm quite sadistic like that. I think anything yeah. that I find tough yeah. or anything that I kind of fail, yeah. I, kind of want the, I kind of want more of it. I want to go back and, you know, smash it. Yeah. So I think that was my mentality on on that workout you know what I mean it was seven minutes and I couldn't hack a seven minute workout yeah. in fact I was sat on a box shaking people were giving me water didn't know what was going on you know so and and then the coaches were saying he's never going to come back we won't see him again you yeah. know and uh, that kind of squared me the opposite direction right and uh, I think I was back a couple of days after and you went the rest back. is history right Mate, you moved over to the UAE a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit about your journey in the UAE and, and, and also what you've learned through your coaching journey because you've coached all sorts of different people. You've worked in a couple of different gyms and I'm sure people are interested to hear about that. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's my fifth year in the UAE now. Yeah. Uh, and I come, ho I come over for a job, so I got the job first. Right. And it happened pretty quickly. 
Um, I think within three weeks of actually getting the job, I was over wow. in the UAE. And for those that don't know, I went first of all straight to Alain. Yeah. Which is probably not the best places to start for most people. <laughs> but again, like you said, for me, I've learned a lot working for like two and a half, three years in Alain. Yeah, right. I learned a lot, mate. My first two years was working with just all Emirati men. Wow. And no women at all in the gym. Wow. Yeah, which was an experience. I picked up a few Arabic words that I needed, yeah. to, that I needed to know for the workouts and stuff. Really? Um, met some really good people. Yeah. Um, when people say to you, did you have that you know the the shock of the culture the culture shock yeah. that actually didn't really happen for me it's, it's interesting really weird. Yeah. yeah that was so that is interesting right it's yeah. like all American men no expats i think there might have been one or two expats that had come in the gym and a lad from lancashire i mean yeah how old were you when you came over five years ago right so yeah. 22 23 yeah. yeah yeah pretty young wow um the gym was cool i got there i think they'd not been doing crossfit for a long time at all it's a pretty new gym right pretty run down <laughs> um, it was quite easy for me going in there because people didn't actually know what they were doing. Right. So it was actually me working on a clean slate. Right. So I went in there and I nice. taught them what I knew. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, I still see people from the gym now. Yeah. From three, four years ago, and they still say hello. They still message me on Instagram and stuff. And yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's incredible, mate. It's it's funny. Obviously, we've done Minal before and, mm -hmm. and and Ricardo at the start, and everyone's coaching story is is quite similar. The way that you guys have come from. A super challenging coaching background. Yep. Ricardo was teaching in Bali, new people every single day, which mm -hmm. for me is almost my biggest nightmare. Like you finally crack something with someone yep. after a few weeks, and then the next day they're gone. Minal yeah, right. built the gym over at Platform mm -hmm. before before it recently closed down, and and you've you've done your time, or you, yeah, <laughs> as, it, as it were, in right, LA, yeah. and you yeah, you've yeah. all got this. Do you think that's something that? maybe not every coach goes through mate but is a really important part of coaching oh definitely I think I mean it took me a long time to get to in a fight I think working in a fight was one of my goals coming yeah. over in the UAE yeah. uh, thankfully I'm here now yeah uh, I think my journey might have took longer than others yeah but looking back now it would not change anything yeah yeah like all those experiences like then three years two years with the uh, the Arab guys yeah and then the other gyms that I've been working at picking up different things on different people yeah. a lot more nationalities not just the Arab men yeah. but then people that are here from maybe America Canada yeah. and people that I'd meet that I would not meet at home at yeah. all yeah. You know? I imagine like, it, it must have been a massive literally a massive culture shock coming from, from, from where you come from in, in the UK and that kind of stuff we are talking about before where there's some streets on the weekend that you wouldn't even walk yeah. around to, to the Middle East to the UAE I wouldn't say a culture shock. Uh, I think I'm just really laid back, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. things like that just don't bother me. Really? Yeah, I just kind of get on with my day-to-day -day things. Just crack on with it. Yeah, uh, England's what it is and the UAE is what it is. Obviously, it's a lot safer here. Yeah. I feel a lot safer yeah. walking the streets at 2am <laughs> here than yeah. I would back at home, right? Yeah. But yeah, apart from that, there was nothing that, you know, obviously shot me. There was no, I didn't have to, like, settle in at any point and it didn't take me a while to get going. I just kind of went straight in there and, yeah, yeah just pretty laid back and I just kind of go with the flow and I think that's... The best Something, sort of yeah. I think I think a lot of people can learn from that as yeah, well, definitely. mate. Just just taking it easy. Yeah, mate, when it. it when it comes to coaching, what what motivates you about coaching, and maybe what sort of coach are you? What gives you the biggest satisfaction in coaching as well? It's just getting you know, them normal people that like we had Gene the other day, for example, jump in the uh, the twenty four inch box for the first time. Yeah, it's just little things like that that get me. Yeah, right? it's just seeing people do do ordinary things, but. They, mate, they smash it right so jumping on the box isn't a big problem for most people yeah but for 
for these might for most members. Yeah. It's one big achievement, right? Yeah. And it's also, I mean, I remember doing my first ever, you know, 30-inch box jump or my first ever kipping pull-up. Yeah. And the feeling. It's I mean, a big moment. We can all relate that? to that feeling, right? Whether it's just after a workout and we're all absolutely dying on the floor or the first, you know, your first pull-up, we can all relate to that. Yeah. And I think the fact that we can relate to that and we've all been in that position. Yeah. It's awesome. Like, people, some people will find me laughing at them yeah. doing some, like, pull-up or the yeah. box jumps. And I'm, I'm laughing because... I can relate to how yeah, they're feeling, yeah. right? And it's just awesome. I think that's one of the biggest things about sort of coaching because we can all, your story of your first CrossFit workout is not too much different to Ricardo's, mm -hmm. to Minal's, if I was to tell mine, it's, it's all very similar, yeah, mate. Yeah. And we can all relate to it. But I think sometimes that coach-client relationship, people don't understand that we've actually we've been, been, we've, we've, been yeah. we've been through Definitely, it, mate. Yeah. We've yeah. all suffered, you know, we've all suffered. It never gets easier. <laughs> well, you still yeah. come back through the door, you still, right? Talking about that, mate, talking about your own training, where, what, how do you motivate yourself in your own training? What are some of your training goals? What, what do you train towards? Mate, it's, it's slightly changed. I mean, since coming to Innerfight, it has changed a little bit. Yeah. Uh, before coming here, a few shoulder niggles. Yeah. So, you know, less CrossFit style snatches and stuff. Yeah. And just more getting fit, doing stuff what I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I'm working around the injuries. Yeah. Uh, I'm obviously, <laughs> I'm making me sound a little bit older now, <laughs> but um, yeah, just working around that. I think we've, me and I have the morning stuff in the morning, so yeah. morning movement in the morning, which is really good. That's super nice. Uh, I mean, yeah. one morning we could come in, it's fairly easy stuff, fairly yeah. easy to pick up on, but one morning I could come in like today, I went pretty tough, went pretty hard, got yeah. a good sweat on. Other mornings I could come in, just take it a little bit easy, chill, yeah. you know, just chill out, get a workout done. Yeah. And then in the evenings now, I'm just doing a little bit more functional bodybuilding stuff, which you've seen and take the mick out of me. Yeah, you and Ben um, doing, but mate, there's nothing yeah. wrong with doing bicep curls, posting some on Instagram That's it, I'm trying recently. my best, mate. And then with regards <laughs> to things outside the gym, just trying to get comfortable with doing different things. Yeah. So a bit of the OCR running when it comes back up. Yeah. Uh, I might do the Schalke run on Saturday. Awesome. Think about doing that. So just different did things. Did half marathon recently done. with Minel or you did the marathon I go you go That's style it, yeah. on the track? Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed that. I think <laughs> until the last <laughs> did five you, laps. Did you really? Mate, yeah. yeah. I think when everybody started turning up at six o'clock yeah. or your or your morning track Tuesday, yeah, guys. Yeah. That's when I started to suffer. <laughs> Beforehand, I was actually on, on good form. But you yeah. were in good shape when I got there, mate. Yeah. Awesome. Mate, let's wrap it up. You've learned a lot. Mm. You've, you've, you've had an interesting childhood, background, coaching, like life. You've had a lot of good life experiences. If you could give people one piece of advice, if you can bundle all of what you've learned to mm. date up, what would your advice be cool. to the people? For me, um, not all storms are here to mess you up. Right. All right. Some storms are here to clear your path. Wow. So I just think of that when you're going through the hardships, you know, get through to the other side. Yeah. And you might just see that clear path. Right. Yeah, Very cool. Advice. I don't really have anything else to say on that. Awesome. Lloyd, it's awesome to have you with us, mate. You've made an impact already in your coaching. You coach in a way that people, I think it's easy for people to relate to, mate. So we're excited and thanks for taking the time to chat to us. Thanks for having me. Good awesome. Man.